Discover the magic of integrating your financial, legal, and life planning. It's time for Smart Simple Wealth. Thanks for joining us on Smart Simple Wealth today. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Carrie Qureshi, a state and wealth planning attorney at Qureshi Law and Wealth, serving clients in Arkansas, Tennessee, and Texas. You can find Carrie online at QureshiLaw.com. She's the author of the book Smart Simple Wealth: The Magic of Integrating Your Financial, Legal, and Life Planning, and that's what we talk about on each show. And today we're going to talking about uh, who even needs a financial advisor. Like, what are the reasons why you would need a financial advisor? We're going to look at some of the common reasons, and if you identify with some of these, it might be a good idea uh, to work with an advisor if you're not already. So we'll see who that matches up with on today's show. Plus, we've got a listener question today that comes to us from Deborah. And Deborah's got questions about traveling when she retires and wondering about income and what that's going to look like versus when she was working, all that kind of stuff. So we're going to really tackle her question as we end the show today as well. Carrie, great to be with you. How are you doing this week? I'm hanging in there, Walter. How are you? Yeah, doing pretty good. It's uh, getting to be that time of year where we, we flip out of winter and get into the spring and uh, really start to enjoy uh, you know, a little bit of March Madness action and all that good stuff. Yep, so. I'm ready. I'm so ready. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. Uh, well, let's dive into the program today, Carrie, and we'll start with a um, quote from Gene Parrott. Retirement is when you switch bosses from the one who hired you to the one who married you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably coming from the husband, right? I could see that that perspective. <laughs> that's right. Exactly, exactly. I'm sure you've seen this play out in front of you and uh, when, you're, when you're meeting with a couple planning for retirement. I'm sure you've seen that dynamic play out many times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and most of the time, it's really sweet, you know, because the wife is like, okay, I have a lot of a lot of stuff for you to do now that you're retired, you know, that honeydew list, you know, around the house. And, you know, that, but I also think that, it's that's about why sp- retirement, you talk about it all the time, Carrie, being um, it, it's it's about the money. Sure. But so much of the planning is also about like what you're going to do and who you're going to answer to in your retirement. Yeah. time. Yeah, well, there's a lot. I mean, it, it's it's different in shifting to not waking up in the morning and knowing I'm going to work. And so, you know, it does feel a little weird, you know, until you get adjusted to that new lifestyle. And so it's always good to have stuff to do, have a plan, keep yourself busy. Um, But definitely, you know, usually the spouse has has some things for you to do. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Well, that's a fun one to start things off this week. So uh, let's dive into it, Carrie. Some people feel that they'll save money by handling their investments themselves instead of working with an advisor. I feel the same way whenever I try to, you know, tackle a DIY project. And sometimes it goes well, and sometimes I go, well, that was a mistake. Because um, others like the challenge of, you know, doing it themselves, maybe instead of working with uh, an advisor. Uh, still, others just don't know who to trust, so they end up not working with anyone. The reasons why people choose not to work with a financial advisor are varied. People have different reasons for why they choose to go about it on their own. Uh, but I want to talk about some of the reasons why you might need an advisor. Maybe these can be, I don't know if we want to call these red flags, but just maybe some signs that, hmm, maybe you'd be a good fit for the kind of person who benefits from working with an advisor. Uh, the first one tends to, you know, I don't know, hit me uh, a little bit in other areas of life. You tend to be a procrastinator, and sometimes you, you kind of need that kick in the butt. <laughs> and I'm sure you've seen people that maybe need that from a financial perspective sometimes. Yeah, I mean, we we do have those type of clients come in all the time. And it's like, well, I've been meaning to do this, and I need to do this. And, you know, it's one of those things um, that they just keep putting off. And there's like, oh, we're too busy, we're too busy. Um, And so definitely, if this hits home to you, and you feel like, okay, I keep saying this, but I haven't gotten around to doing my financial planning, 
it, it may make sense to talk to a financial advisor um, and to have them help you out with that part. Yeah, it's a great point. Um, any any area of life, procrastinating, sometimes we need that person in our life to, to push us a little bit, and an advisor can fill that role. Another sign that you might need a financial advisor would be that you have no idea where to start when it comes to retirement planning. Yeah, and I mean, we actually see this quite a bit too. Um, you know, clients that have never had a financial advisor um, didn't really need one in their working years. And, and and during their career, they're working, they're putting money away. But then when they start to shift and say, okay, I'm getting ready to retire in the next year or two, they don't have any investing experience. And, you know, they don't want to mess that up. And they really don't want to take the time to learn it. Um, you know, those are great candidates um, to, to come in and talk with us because um, we feel like that's a really good fit. They don't want to mess with it and they just don't really know where to start even. Yeah, it's a good point there. And yeah, if we don't know that starting point, sometimes that's the hardest part. But uh, then once you kind of get comfortable with beginning that planning process, so much more helpful. But uh, you got to make the right choices at the beginning of the process sometimes. So uh, if you if you kind of build your plan off of wrong assumptions or wrong choices at the very beginning, that can be tough. So make sure you're making good choices from the start. And so if you have no idea where to start, that's where an advisor can come in. All right. Another sign that you might need a financial advisor in your life. You don't know what you don't know. Now, yeah. what do we mean by that, Carrie? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think. But as long as you recognize that you don't know what you don't know, <laughs> I think is, is is important. You know, that's kind of like I don't even know where to where to start. Um, so you've extended this to you need to know that you don't know what you don't know. Right. I like it. I, I like think it. so. Let's yeah. see how many times we can add on to that. <laughs> <laughs> it gets confusing, right? But it reminds me, there's there's a Mark Twain quote, and I just Googled it. It ain't so much the things that people don't know that makes trouble in this world as it is the things that people know that ain't so. That so will twist your brain around a little bit too. Yeah, it ain't so much the things that people don't know that makes trouble as the things that people know that ain't so. So like so, kind of b- b- believing a lie or li- believing living, a, lie, living off a lie. Right. It, it's okay if you understand. Say, I, do, I don't even know what I'm supposed to know out there versus I'm really sure of something and they're dead wrong. Gotcha. Okay. I see where we're going with this now. So that could be like me saying, you know what? I, I would love it if I knew more about um, you know ETFs. I've heard people talk about them, but I just don't know what they are. And I'm smart enough to come to you and say, I don't know what these things are. I don't know if I should have them in my portfolio. I need to ask you this question and get your, get your guidance. That would be knowing what I don't know. Whereas if right. you don't know what you don't know, that might be where I, I would be like, I'd, I, okay, I'll just invest in these things or I'll just avoid them altogether because, you know, I, I don't know and I'm not going to deal with it. Right. So it's it's for the be curious, I guess, is another way to kind of approach uh, that advice. And that'll help you overcome those things that you don't know. Yep, sure. Okay, very good. All right. If our listeners heads aren't uh, twisted in too many directions after that one, uh, let's make things more straightforward on this next one. Uh, who even needs a financial advisor? Well, if you don't really have the time to devote to it, then you probably should. Um, planning for retirement is something that takes a little bit of work on the back end, Carrie. I know you make that simple for your clients because you handle a lot of that legwork. But if someone does it on their own, that's, that's a lot to organize and keep up with. It is. Um, and, you know, some investors 
love keeping up with that. And, th and they make great do-it-yourself investors and don't really need that advisor, but it is time consuming. And so if that doesn't interest you, if you're not willing to put in the time into doing the research um, and having time to, you know, buy and sell um, or check on your portfolio every day or every week, then again, that's probably going to be a good reason why you'd want to maybe come and talk to an advisor to take that off of your plate. Yeah, that's a good one for sure. All right, last but not least, one other example in these kind of five signs that you might need a financial advisor is if you hear a lot of conflicting opinions in the media and you don't know who to listen to. That's sort of a two-parter, and I feel like we all hear conflicting opinions in the media. So that one, that one hits all of us, and then some of us feel like we know who to listen to, others don't. But if you don't know who to listen to, that could be a problem. Right, and I think you know whether the media is you know just on, on TV or you know we get a lot of bad financial advice on, on Facebook and other social media platforms, but really just not knowing who to trust. And so finding a qualified financial advisor, someone that is an independent advisor that's not trying to sell or push a product and that would actually serve as a fiduciary can really simplify things, answer those questions that maybe you've heard conflicting information about, um, and I think would really put you in a good spot. All great points on today's show, Carrie. And there you have it. Five quick tips for who needs a financial advisor. And uh, hopefully if you identify with any of those things that we've covered over the last couple of minutes, maybe it'll spark you to have a conversation with Carrie to talk a little bit more about some of the things that maybe you don't know or that you should have more questions about. Um, or if you don't know who to listen to, you can talk to Carrie a little bit more about what you should be on the lookout for. Those are all are good signs that you might need to work with a financial advisor. And if you're looking for one, uh, you can certainly talk to Carrie. 870-275-4304 is the number to call. Or go to QureshiLaw.com or just check the show notes of today's program for the necessary links and contact info. And the great thing about Carrie and her team, they'll help you integrate that planning of not only your financial aspects, but legal and life planning as well. It's getting to know you time. Well, it's time to get to know Carrie a little bit better on today's show. And it is a question that could impact the future of our friendship, Carrie, depending on your answer to this next question. Uh, how do you feel about putting pineapple on pizza? That that's a hard no for me, Walter. Oh. I'm 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 a black and white kind of follow the rules kind of girl. So I'm I'd still be friends with you if you put pineapple <laughs> on it, as long as like it didn't touch like my pizza that I'm gonna eat. There you go. Um, no, I'm I'm solidly in the no pineapple camp on pizza. So we can we can still be friends. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad glad we see eye to eye there. <laughs> yeah. I, so I'm only allergic to one thing, and it is pineapple. Um, but before I even knew I was allergic to pineapple, I've I've never liked it. I've never been able to get it past my nose. So then putting it on like my favorite food, pizza, would just be an, an abomination. So. Right. So how did you find out you were allergic to pineapple? Uh, I, I ended up eating it. Um, oh, well, actually, a few a few different ways. One, we were in Hawaii and had, you know, they have the Dole Pineapple Plantation there. Mm -hmm. And my wife and her family, they all got, um, you know, pineapple drinks. And at that point, I was like, I just don't like pineapple. I, I don't want to eat it. But I had a, it was so hot. Remember my, how hot I was and, and the humidity in Hawaii. So I was like, I'm going to drink anything cold in front of me. So I was like, all right, give me one of these pineapple drinks. I'll suffer through it and drink it. 
And I started to drink it, and my throat started to swell up, get all scratchy. My lips were swelling, and it was like this, um, just this really bad adverse reaction um, to the pineapple. And it was really bizarre. And then a couple of months after that, I um, took a sip of somebody's beer. Um, I think we were out with my folks at a, at, a, at a brewery or something like that, and I had a sip of someone's beer. And I was like, it's a very fruity beer. And then all of a sudden my lips started to go numb and swell up a little bit. And so I was like, I wonder if there's pineapple in this beer in some way, shape or form. And so we asked the the lady that came to, um, you know, the, the server when she came back, we asked her and she said, yep, sure enough, there's there's pineapple in there. So we we're like, but wow. That's good. You that? didn't have to go to the hospital or anything. Yeah, it's not, not a very severe. It's not a very severe allergy. Like it tickles. It actually says on my like official medical forms, whenever I go to the doctor, they're like, all right, and allergies pineapple and it it literally says someone years ago wrote tickles the tongue and the throat (laughs) (laughs) and like yeah dude this is not 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 a real allergy yeah this isn't like a real thing that you put under the allergy list yeah because well the reason i ask is my son my nine-year-old has a peanut allergy and much more severe he has the epi pen i mean the time he had peanut butter like his lips puffed up and i had to give him benadryl so i'm i'm more fearful of you know like a major allergic reaction yeah. Well, at least pineapple is pretty easy to tell when it's in something. And certainly there's nothing like a, you know, if it's been in contact with other stuff, it doesn't cause any problems and that sort of thing. So definitely not a life altering allergy by good, any means good. compared to some of those, some of those nut issues. You know, those are, those are wild. Like if it's just been made in the same factory or got the dust and all that. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's lucky. I mean, he can, if it's made in the same factory, you know, we haven't had issues, but if it's the actual peanut and peanut butter is when we've had some some concerns there's been a lot of good things on menus that have been ruined by the fact that they had pineapple on them so i've uh but that if that's the worst that happens to me then that's uh, that's pretty good yeah yeah all right so uh yeah not not big uh, pineapple on pizza fans here and uh if you are i'm just kidding we can still be friends if you're a listener to the show and you like pineapple on your pizza <laughs> That's yep, okay. okay. Actually, my wife likes pineapple on. She doesn't get it very often, but like she wouldn't turn it down. She would still eat pineapple on pizza. So it is what it is. All right. Uh, fun stuff. Let's get to know our listeners a little better. Time to answer a question from the mailbag. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. All right. Deborah in Jonesboro has our mailbag question today and says, I want to have a lot of fun and do a lot of traveling when I retire. But to do what I want to do, I'll need to have an income in retirement that's higher than my income while I'm working. Would that be irresponsible? First of all, I mean, I would, I would say no. And I mean, that's great that, you know, you're, you're looking forward to having fun in retirement and traveling um, and actually have thought out what you want to do in this next phase of your life. Um, but I think the part about maybe feeling irresponsible or guilty is just, you know, some of this outdated information that says, you know, when you're in retirement, you know, you're probably going to spend, you know, 75 to 80% of your income, normal income, so that you're actually living on less. And that's definitely not true these days. I mean, our clients that are in retirement, um, you know, we see them spending 100% of what they were, you know, spending before. Um, if not more, because we have to pay for travel, we have um, health care expenses later on in retirement. And so, you know, that's definitely not irresponsible. We just have to make sure we have a plan that's going to budget and provide for that step up of income. 
So that's a common issue. Just This is just phrased in kind of a different way with a specific goal of doing the traveling and all that, but it's still the same problem you encounter with every person who's matching up in income with how much is going to be spent and then finding the, the right marriage between those things. Right. Okay, very good. Great question, Deborah. And if you want to talk to Carrie a little bit more about that, you can get in touch by calling 870-275-4304 or go online to QureshiLaw.com. Another great thing that you can do is to find out a little bit more about uh, taxes and saving money in taxes. Carrie, you want to tell us about the special resource that we have for listeners today? Absolutely. Um, We have a fairly new report for our small business owners. Um, It's called the number one thing, wasting your hard-earned dollars and what you can do about it. And this is so important, especially during this time of year where everybody's filing their taxes um, and and a lot of our business owners are overpaying in taxes. I mean, we see over 70% or more of small business owners are actually overpaying, paying more than they legally have to. So this report really pulls that all together. It's a lot of great information. If you're interested and would like this free report, you can give us a call at the office at 870-275-4304. Or you can go online at CoratiLaw.com and request that report. Yep, it's a great point and a really good resource to check out. We're going to link directly to it in the description of today's show so it's easy for you to find. Just look in the show notes or description section and you'll be able to be linked out to that special report. Um, again, you can also go to CoratiLaw.com slash reports. Or if you prefer the old-fashioned method of giving a call, you can do that too, 870 870- 275-4304, and we'll get this free copy of this report in your hands. Well, Carrie, thank you for the help on the show today and the guidance, and uh, enjoyed the conversation and the fact that I got to finally have a buddy to kind of hate on pineapple a little bit with. So. <laughs> Any Anytime. Anything for a fellow corgi lover. Walter. Nice. Excellent. Most people are big pineapple fans, so you know, I'm, I'm on an island there, so nice, nice yeah. to have somebody say they don't like pineapple with me. Yeah. Love it. Uh, more coming up next time. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to everybody again on Smart Simple Wealth real soon. Thanks for listening. Did you know you can subscribe to the Smart Simple Wealth Podcast with your favorite app? It's on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and dozens of other places where you listen to podcasts. And if it's not on an app you'd like to use, let us know and we'll get it on there. To make sure you never miss an episode, just search Smart Simple Wealth on your favorite podcasting platform today and subscribe. Investment advisory services offered through Pegasus Wealth Coaching, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Legal services provided by Qureshi Law Firm, PLLC. The Qureshi Law Firm and Pegasus Wealth Coaching are not affiliated in any way. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment or legal advice. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. Information provided does not create an attorney-client relationship and cannot substitute for obtaining legal advice from an attorney admitted to practice law in your state.